you know what I did with my hair the other day that was a bit exciting? Please tell me. So I always had short hair when I was a kid. Yes. People misgendered me a lot. I got used to it, whatever. But it did bother me. It wasn't nice. I find that surprising. No, they did it a lot. I would be wearing a dress. My grandma, my mum's mum would sew dresses for me. Mm-hmm. So I had a knitting grandma who would make jumpers and a sewing grandma who'd make dresses. It's important to have balance. And she made little floral frocks, sundresses. They're really nice. Lovely. I was wearing a dress. We were at the bus depot markets. I have such a vivid memory of this. We were at the bus depot markets. When we went to the bus depot markets, where the food section is, there used to be a balloon man or a like balloon stall. Like down on the lower bit? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And my dad would let me get one special balloon every time we went. Lovely. So we're there to order the balloon and the balloon man tells my dad he has a really handsome son. You're wearing a dress. Literally wearing a dress. Like could not be more symbolizing gender. And just thinks that your dad is really ahead of the time in 1999. <laughs> yeah. And letting you wear a dress if you want. And it's absolutely because of the mullet I made the hairdressers cut into my hair. <laughs> because I didn't like the sensation of hair on my ears. Ooh. So I would make them cut it short around my ears, but I wanted length in the back like a girl. And I didn't realize I was kind of undercutting myself there. Do you know, I actually remember this haircut. It was. I can, I can picture it. Then my favorite thing was to put a little headband on. I remember the headband. My parents hated the headbands. Why? I don't know. They just really hated the headbands. And I remember. I feel like you had them in a variety of colors yeah. too. And I remember, I had the stretchy ones because the hard ones hurt my head. Yeah, yeah. And they would have like little flowers on them. And I had a range of purple ones mostly. And I, uh, what I'm imagining <laughs> is purple ones. <laughs> and yeah. my dad at the bowling club was trying to get the other men at the bowling club to convince me that the headbands were ugly and I didn't need them and I was prettier without them. You weren't going to be listening to the old guys at the bowling club That just club made me wear that. more headbands with my mullet. Obviously, you're going against them. Anyway. this is, Oh, sorry. Continue. So, and, so there's a lot of complex sort of layers building up around this hair. And my... Oh, the other thing was there was a girl at school when we played mermaids. She wouldn't let me be a mermaid because I didn't have mermaid hair. Joke's on her because the new Little Mermaid definitely has gorgeous, like, big old C4 hair like you. Okay, so that was the clincher. I always had to be the lobster. Honestly, it's not a bad role to play to be Sebastian. I learned to do an accent really well. But I always had to you be You can Sebastian. do a good Jamaican accent. I could back in the day. I'm not doing one now. You also were really good at doing the Stitch voice from Lilo and I Stitch. I was. I was good at that. Yeah, you were good. So I wasn't ever allowed to be a mermaid. And that basically sealed the deal for me that eventually I wanted to have mermaid hair. Mermaid hair is the goal. I'm currently working on it. You've had it before, I think. Yeah, yeah. You've had very long hair at some point. It's just that it's layered now, so it sits bigger rather than longer. Right, okay. I feel like I've seen it very long on you. It is quite long. Yeah. Um, It just doesn't look as long because I've learned how to look after it and it shrinks up. Yep. But anyway. It's looking fine at the minute. You've straightened your fringe. I have straightened the fringe because I need to wash it. Oh, it's it's looking real good. Thank you. Yes. So, what story was I telling? I don't know, but (laughs) you... Oh, my hair. This was the exciting thing that happened. So, I've always wanted mermaid hair. Mm -hmm. Currently working on the mermaid hair. I was in the car, had the windows down so Poppy could have her head out. Appropriate. Put the windows up. My hair got caught in the window. (laughs) I've never been so happy. Oh, you were trapped. I was thrilled. I was oh. trapped long enough to be sitting in the seat and have it get stuck as the window goes up. That's a flex. Just flapping in the wind <laughs> outside. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyway, that's my story tangentially. Um, 
Welcome. Um, welcome. Your tangential story reminded me that I've been thinking about something to tell you. Um, Please do. Like your anecdote about you not wanting the hair to touch your ears. Yes. And you continuously referencing some sort of neurospicy things about yourself. And me going, mm, isn't that interesting? And you just being like, yeah, but I'm obviously not neurospicy. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. Well, I don't know what category you'd fit into. I don't fit into a box. Um, it reminded me that the other day my sister sent me a picture of her at the library. I'm going to show you the picture. Just her looking. She's got her headphones on. She yes, looks beautiful. She looks alarmed, actually. Yeah, she does. And it says, me enjoying your latest episode, wondering who will tell ZP about her OCD traits. <laughs> and then the next question, and then the next bit says, and some neurospice. And then the following message, it goes, then comes the reveal. And then it's like the laugh crying face. <laughs> And she's also said 100% on cancelling sirens in songs. Oh, thank and, you. And she's also said, when will men learn not to bring up Jordan Peterson? He's literally a drug addict, got hooked on benzos. Literally. <laughs> when will they learn? There's better sources out there. Anyway, so that's some feedback. Okay. That's, so, she, so for clarity, <laughs> I'm fully aware of the OCD traits. I was aware now. later than you were aware. Yes. Um, but I experienced them probably differently to most people in that they are a manifestation of a generalized anxiety. Oh, for sure. So when I'm unwell, the anxiety will manifest as obsessions and compulsions. Yeah. Um, and it will look like OCD and it is, but I'll, when I'm recovered, I don't have them or they don't debilitate me or I don't know, they dissipate some. I'm the same with my anxiety. Yeah. So when my anxiety is really bad and I'm not well, I present with mania. Yes. Uh, you will attest. Yes. Um, but I, I do not have bipolar disorder. No. Um, but I do have an anxiety disorder. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheers, bro. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to that. Uh, we, we've got margaritas in Zoe's Everyday Rewards cards cups again. Oh, yeah. My, I had more. Actually, was going to tell you. It's not about Everyday Rewards. Is it Everyday Rewards adjacent? Is Everyday Rewards adjacent? It's about Telstra Rewards. <laughs> For God's sake. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. So I have 120,000 Telstra rewards. What does that even mean? So I it means that I can buy three interactive pet cams that will dispense pet treats, two and a half sets of baby monitors or some really nice speakers or a home security system. Now I'm walking around. I'm thinking, given I've been a victim of crime recently <laughs> and I'm embracing my victim era, I've not got... I've not been given any flowers or sympathy things at work yet. The social club needs to look out for that, honestly. That's important because the local cafe managed to do it. Okay. Anyway, not dark. So. <laughs> I'm a bit dark for you. <laughs> uh, I just wear my burdens too well is the problem. I don't look visibly distressed enough to people. But I think because um, if you externalise things like that people are like oh you're coping and i'm like no i'm just doing it outside so you can you know exactly how i'm doing yes um, but i still want the flowers don't mistake that for i'm okay or the chocolates i'm almost definitely not or the card anyway so i'm thinking well i'll get the security cameras i'll pay for them with the telstra rewards mm -hmm. they're free that just means they're free but then today i go to listen to some music and my wireless bluetooth speaker has died so am I instead getting myself a nice, the top tier Yui Boom? Oh, what did you have before? So I had a Bose one before. Okay. 
I thought you had a Bose one because Patrice also had one of those. I've always been a Bose girl. I really like them. I think they're great. The sound quality is lovely. They're fantastic. What's happened? This is weird, but what's happened? Like maybe it's fixable. Maybe I take it to Bose. I don't know. Maybe I should in this consumer culture. What's happened is that they hold charge for so long Mm -hmm. that I've not charged it in so long that when I look inside at the chargey port, it's all like corroded and eroded. Like I've gotten it wet somehow. Oh, okay. And so it won't charge. I see. I think that, I reckon that's fixable. But do I just get a new Yui Boom? Why don't you treat yourself to a new Yui Boom and also hit up the ACCC while you're at it? (laughs) (laughs) Wiser words were never spoken. Duh. So, well, thanks, Jess. I am aware of the OCD traits now. She knows. One of the funnier parts of my OCD. You still discovered it yourself, I think. Even I actually didn't tell you. I just thought you knew. You thought I knew. One of the funnier parts of me with the OCD, uh, exploring the OCD diagnosis, was pre-filling all of the diagnostic indicators and taking them to the GP appointment already done. (laughs) So that when she went to print them out and be like, I just have to get you to do these forms, I was... (laughs) reached into my satchel was like here's some i prepared earlier i haven't told you this but i did the same thing (laughs) about anxiety because in the same vein i was convinced if i didn't do the work i was anxious about not being believed yeah absolutely (laughs) i wasn't anxious about not being believed i had a really good gp i knew she'd believe me but i just wanted to save us some time no, I just, I just really thought that they would tell me to go away. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, now I have a, I have a really good GP now. Good. Who I actually follow around. He's actually moved to a different practice. But you're following. Him. I endorse that and respect it. I'm like, I'm gonna travel across town. I'll go to Garen. Yeah, absolutely. It's fine. It's actually just not that far. It's Canberra. It's fine. It's, it's twenty. Minutes. Everything's twenty minutes away. Yeah. No matter where you're going. Yeah, it's fine. Any absolutely. direction. There's a, there's a quick road there. Which is why it's absurd that I always book forty minutes to get somewhere. <laughs> Despite the mass amounts of arterial roads <laughs> And get there 20 minutes early <laughs> <laughs> Does me a concern It does you such a concern Especially when I'm trying to be early Yes, be on time. although I And you're aware I did mess up my scheduling recently That is true And I was I honestly almost didn't believe it You were so good about it That you knew the very fact I'd done it Meant I wasn't at my best. Yeah. And you were just so calmly like, can I do anything to support? It's one of my best lines. It is such a good line. And I, because when it happened, what had happened was you and I were going to a wine tasting event. We did. We had a function booked in. We bought tickets. We bought tickets. Well, actually, I'd- I hadn't bought a ticket yet. <laughs> I had bought tickets for me and my mum. I also maybe was not doing so well that week. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hadn't yet bought a ticket, but you were going to buy one at the door. It would be fun. Did you I, end up using my ticket? I think I did. Okay, good. Because I, I rang Carla and I was like, oh, I can't figure out this like online system. I don't know what's going on. She's like, just get, just do it when you get here. Yeah, do it at the door. Yeah. So I bought two tickets, one for me, one for my mom, two yeah. tickets under my name. It started about four. We were thinking we'd get there around about five with some mutual friends. I also had on that weekend, which I had thought was a little bit odd, but I, I had... I had a concert Mm. on a Sunday starting at five. Strange. But I thought it's a tribute concert. It's a Neil Diamond, Elton John, ABBA tribute concert. And I thought it's for the retired. That's why it's on a Sunday. 
Saturday, it's located at the Arboretum. In my brain, the narrative was Saturdays they do weddings. True. And balls. They've booked it for the Sunday because everyone going who, who is interested in those bands pretty much is retired anyway. Yeah. They can have a sleep in on the Monday. And so that's how they've done it. I, w- I didn't question it. You have been telling... And also, I didn't believe it because you had been setting me up to know about your plans on the Sunday for weeks. Yeah, that I'm going to this thing on a Sunday. Like I fully, but like I know that it was so real to you and so real in your narrative because you'd been telling me for weeks. I had auto-rehearsed going to this on the Sunday. Yeah, definitely. This is where I've ruined myself. Yeah. Is I've auto-rehearsed it incorrectly. Oof. So I've not paid attention to the date. You need to do a defrag of your like mind. <laughs> I've not paid attention to the date. The other thing that's happened is my friend has said she wants to come. She's not sure if she can because she'll be coming back from an Ed Sheeran concert, which I've assumed was happening on the Saturday. And she's coming back on the Sunday. And she's not sure if she can get back in time to go to this new one. Yeah. Then I get a message Saturday morning that's someone going sort of, should we carpool? How are we going to get there? I assume we're still talking about for the Sunday. Yeah. And you're thinking, great organization. I love that. Love that for me. We're going to carpool. I'm going to get picked up at five. Mm -hmm. We're going to go together. Then a little bit later, a lot later, I'm at my mum's house because the event's in Bungendor. The event that we were going to, yes. We're literally planning. We're about to get changed. It's 3.30. Yep. I think. We're getting ready to go. I'm I'm waiting for a load of washing to finish before I go. I'm asking you what time (laughs) you're intending to arrive because we're pretty well ready to go. Yeah. And then I get a message through that chat that says, um, back from Ed Sheeran in time, I've just, I'll be able to have a nap and then I'll be ready to be picked up at six. Mm-hmm. And I think, wait, she's having a nap today? Does that mean the concert's oh boy. today? And I just, I just sit at the kitchen island bench, like, what have I done? I'm double booked. Now, my mum's gone through, she's had a bit of a week. Yep. Yes, yeah, she has. It's really important to me. Like she wanted to do this. I wanted to do it with her. It's really important to me that I don't just like ditch her and leave her in the lurch. Yeah. Like if she needs me to go to this thing, I'm pulling out of the ABBA tribute concert. Yeah, definitely. If these were friends that I saw more often or easily, I'm pulling out of the tribute concert. But these are super important friends that I probably see every six months. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you miss the opportunity, it sort of doesn't come around again for the next six months. So they're friends that I've had as almost as long as you, not yep. quite. Um, just like really valued people in my life. And I'm like, oh, I'm sitting at the kitchen. And because I had such a firm plan in my mind, I'm genuinely distressed. I can just imagine your entire mind cascading. I'm genuinely yep. distressed by this. And I do that like kind of catatonic freeze thing. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, I can't make this decision. I need this decision to be made for me. I need to be told what to do right now. Yeah. And if I'm going to the concert, I need to leave home right now because I'm getting picked up at five. Yeah. You've got to go and drop your dog home, get changed and be ready to go. My brain is also doing this thing where I'm like, if I knew the concert was tonight, I'd have had a more restful day. Yes. Okay. Because the wine event is much quieter and it doesn't go as long. I've had a really busy day and I'm going to unwind at the wine event. Yeah, because it's all just, it's just chilling, chill just chatting, very chill chatting to people. And goes, yeah. Anyway, mum makes that call for me, thank goodness. And she's like, 
I'll give my ticket to like, I'll find a friend to give it to, or I can go by myself. I know people who be there. Like, I don't need you to come. They run these events regularly. And it's all the same. We all know everybody. Who's we there. all see each other regularly yep. there. And so she's like, I'm seriously fine. I'll still go on my own or with someone else. Like you go. And so I just get in the car and I zoom off. Mm-hmm. I was all set up for my dog to sleep over at my mom's house. Like I've I brought, know. Poppy has a bento box that <laughs> she travels with <laughs> that has treats, kibble and sardines in it. In yeah. its little sections. Like that's ready to go. Nope. We're turning around. We're going back into camera. So... I've double booked myself, which is an indicator that I wasn't doing well. And it is when the auto rehearsal can fail. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because I I went to this event still. I actually ended up using your ticket because, oh. anyway, it didn't go to waste. No, which is good. It's good. <laughs> which means, and then my mum paid me for both tickets. So she what? paid for you to go. Did she? <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless her. <laughs> I feel like your mum does that upon occasion. Like I just find out that she's like paid for me to do something. I'm like, oh, thanks, Serena. <laughs> I think she's just, she was solving the problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> And so, because um, I caught up with her when I got there, mm. and she was, she was flabbergasted at you having done it. It's actually abs- like I can't convey how this should never happen. Yeah, she was like, she was a bit distressed for you. She was, I, no, she wasn't distressed, but like she was so concerned about you because she knew how distressed it would make you and yeah. had made you. Yeah. Because it's something that just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen to me. And I thought, because things like that happen to me regularly. <laughs> 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 Again, I could never be you. I would just be a wibbly wobbly wibbly wibbly wibbly. Yeah, I feel like Al. Of a person. <laughs> I would be like some jelly someone's rode a bicycle over with some eyeballs. Because most of the time I take it in my stride. You absolutely <laughs> do. And it works out. It always, it usually does. Yeah. Um, but I can fully understand and comprehend why you can't tolerate that. Mm. Um, but no, I had a good chat to your mum about a few things. and But that in particular, she was a bit concerned. Um, and because you had told um, the sort of other group of us that were going, to watch out for your mum and can you look out can you look after my mum? Yes. To which she protested. Obviously. <laughs> of course. She'd be annoyed that I even asked. She, both me and her are not good patients. But she she told me about it and I was like, who has who's outed this? Yeah. And I wondered, was it you? <laughs> no. So someone's told her. Oh, it was absolutely like I think I think it was Kate. I was going to say, I believe it was Kate. Absolutely. It was, of course it was Kate. It was yeah. caring Kate. She's gone in with the caring, like, social worker vibes. Oh, my God. And it's clear that I've been like, can you look after? God, she's funny. Not that mum needs looking after, but just no. like. Oh, no, she, she absolutely can hold her own at an event. Absolutely. But it is nice just to have people kind of, you know, outstretch an arm. Yeah. And especially because, like, we all know each other. Like, yeah. I've known your mum for my pretty much entire life. Yeah. And for her, when she was envisioning this nice night with me, and then mm. suddenly I'm like, see ya, bye. Ciao. <laughs> Whoops. Choosing someone else. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, that's a bit rough. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, I went to the concert. It was maybe the best night of my life. You've not reported on this to me yet. I loved this concert. Okay. I loved it. So, so the first thing about it was that none of us were drinking. So we were sober. We had a gin and tonic. Um, and Just the one. Yes, and it was still the best, most lovely night ever. The Neil Diamond Act, it came on first, I assume, because the Neil Diamond fans needed to go to bed first. Yeah, I have a CD of Neil Diamond that I got from a teacher. I Um, probably have a record of it, I reckon. Yeah. 
So the Neil Diamond Tribute Act came on first, the impersonator. Mm-hmm. We knew a couple of them. Um, we knew Sweet Caroline. Is that one of them? Yeah. Yep. Um, is Lucy in the Sky Elton? Um, I'm going to get railroaded. <laughs> You're like, I played the fifth. <laughs> I wish I choose not to comment. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know either. Anyway. <laughs> He eased us in. The sun's setting over the Arboretum. The crowd is aged. Okay. They are all, but, I'm going to say, I would say the average age. The average age is over 70. That's a big call. I think, yeah. Everyone's over 70. That's a crowd I'm interested in being part of, though. Okay. So everyone Divine. was beautifully polite. We set up our picnic rugs. Mm-hmm. There's a nice distance with everyone. People were trying not to sit in front of you so you wouldn't sort of skew the view. I fully believe they're organizing their own grid system. The the camping gear the oldies came in with. Oh, they're grey nomads. They've got everything. Was phenomenal. The setups that they came in with, they were there till 11 p.m. The setups were phenomenal. They're having a beautiful time. There's one thing that I notice. The ratio of staff to guests seems huge. <laughs> and as I watch the evening go on, there are staff, security staff, whose literal job it is to like take old people on their arm and help them down the hill to the mosh pit. Get out. And help them back out of the mosh pit. Because it's quite a hill. It's quite a hill. Yeah. So there's that. Then I'm a little bit alarmed because I see a whole bunch of paramedics around. Yeah, that's alarming. And I think something's happened, but they look relaxed. They're enjoying themselves. They're actually just wandering around with these backpacks on that when I look closer, they're walking around with defibrillators on. Get out. (laughs) They think if if someone's having a cardiac arrest, they're doing it in the mosh of the Abba Tribute. That's a reasonable assumption. Mm. So then the Elton impersonator comes on. I felt kind of bad for him because his energy was huge. Yeah, okay. He was giving. Was he the last act? No, he's the middle act. Oh, Abba came last. Abba came last. He's the middle act. He is amazing. He is giving. There is a roadie whose only job it is, is to keep picking up the piano stool when it gets kicked out from underneath him. Because he's just leaping all over the place. He's on top. He's like on top yeah, of the yeah. piano, playing it from on top. He's like dancing on top of the piano. He's underneath it. His hands and feet are on it all at once, like a spider. He's Aragog on the piano. He's like glittery Aragog. Oh boy, with rings. Um, yeah, and he's <laughs> he's amazing. Then we're one gin in, and a sort of hologram um, of Marilyn Monroe appears and starts singing. I don't understand. <laughs> I think there's a song he wrote for her. This is poor this is poor pop culture knowledge for us, but we don't understand either. This so, is poor queer pop culture for us. <laughs> I have an excuse. I just I actually just don't like him that much. Okay. He was a really enjoyable yeah. performer though. And you yeah. kind of know all the songs, right? We're yeah, yeah. sitting there, the only comment we have to make is we thought maybe he could throw in like a Lion King number. Oh yeah. Didn't. Because do you remember there used to be that DJ in the clubs when we were young? When we were young. Oh, my God. How dare you? <laughs> there used to be that DJ that would play the opening of The Lion King. Okay, so... And we're not going to sing it because that would be cultural appropriation. We don't know the actual words. We don't... No, I don't. Um, you can't be doing that. Just if you don't know, there are actual words in an actual language. So, you can't just be, like, making noises and pretending. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... It's all in, like, Swahili. Yeah. 
and I don't know the words, so I just hum it. Anyway, um, no, when I was recently in the club, which is not somewhere I frequent. Sorry, when was this? When, when was that? There's a snoot on my elbow. Oh, it's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Snoot on my weenus. (laughs) (laughs) My weenus is wet now. Thanks, Pocket. Yuck. Uh, For anyone who's not sure, that is the skin on your elbow. Yeah, wet weenus. (laughs) Um, I forget why. Why were you? Oh, was it the 21st that you were chaperoning? The 18th that you were chaperoning? No, it was something different. Um, Which is a cute role. It was something different. I can't remember what we were all... Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. It was a while ago. Anyway, so we're in the club and um, obviously, yeah, one of the one of those um, Lion King songs came on. Oh, what a throwback. There was, some, there was some other Disney tune and... Imagine if they did Let It Go in the clubs with like a bass drop. I've been there for a Let It Go. <sighs> and as I said, I don't frequent the club, so I don't know how often it's Me happening. Me I don't go to the club because for four reasons. Okay, go on. One, too hot and sweaty. Yuck. Yuck. Two, way too loud. So loud. Three, too late. Too late in the night, absolutely. Four, you can't have a conversation. You can't have a conversation. I'm not interested in socializing if you can't have a conversation. Yeah. Me neither, yeah. And, and, the, and the lack of conversation isn't just because of the noise. It's because of a whole host of other things. A lot of people are impaired. Uh, not, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Buy substances. <laughs> yes, no, you can't be having sensible conversations. It's, it's just poor conversation. And if you are, it's straight men talking about Jordan Peterson. So. Oh, God. Just <laughs> shut up about it, for goodness sake. And they're in the gay bar, which is frankly rude. I don't know. And they're only, they only go in there because they're like, oh, I take off my shirt and I'm going to get free drinks. I was like, nobody wants you here. No. Do you know all the ladies are coming here to escape you? To escape you. That's why we're there. They hate you. Go yeah, away. Go away. Um, so anyway, this was beautiful. It gets dark, Abba comes on and we're like, okay, we're going in the mosh pit now. Yep. It is such a polite crowd that we leave most of our belongings on the hill. Mm-hmm. We've gone down. One of us has gone in barefoot to the mosh. I'm a bit nervous about that. I think that's a bit of a risk. So I've worn my shoes. Yeah. We've taken our handbags. Get down there. Absolutely loving the music. It, as far as I'm concerned, I've seen Abba. But they do open with when they're welcoming. They go, so our last tour here was Sydney, Melbourne, 1977. Give us a cheer if you were here. 77. 90% of the crowd were at one of those shows. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> 90% of the crowd at one Some of those kind shows. Some of homing beacon has gone up for the Grey Nomads and they've returned to the Arboretum yeah. for this show. But they are having the most beautiful time because they're basically recreating that show them and so it is gorgeous it's just so it's fun. their woodstock it's so good and it's at the arboretum it's at the bloody tree place we're so but it is it somehow becomes clear that we must actually have contact with grass and feet like the shoes have to come off sometimes you just know so we've now built a little pile that is our jackets our shoes and our handbags perfect in the middle of the mosh and we are kind of just like frolic dancing around it and everyone is completely respectful Everyone's this, into that. This You're little doing pile. Like, are you doing like Luna Lovegood at a wedding? Yeah. Dancing? That is exactly what we're doing. Okay, yeah. My Garmin says to me, you've just broken a kilojoule record. <laughs> no way. I burned the most kilojoules I've ever burned in a day dancing to an ABBA tribute band. I have a side note, but I don't want to take away from this. Okay. I'm keen, I'm keen on the side note. I will just take us to the end of the show. Yeah. 
Because this becomes a story of catcalling. Oh, it doesn't. Unexpected catcalling. Oh, given good. the audience, I've just given you a picture of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've given you the picture. They were all there in 77. 90% of them were there in 77. They've all gone back to their cars. Mm-hmm. We've ordered an Uber. And you know how the Arboretum works? Like the cars pile up because they can't turn onto the road <laughs> yeah, all at yeah. once. You just have to wait. So there's a queue. Our Uber's in the queue. We're looking at it on the one person's phone screen. Mm-hmm. Standing there, picnic rugs in arm, denim jackets, floral dresses. You've had a good night. It's clearly home time. We've had a beautiful night. It's 10.30. It's a lovely home time. Absolutely lovely. And one of the cars comes up and it's initially got some speed up. It slows down because it sees us on the side waiting. Mm-hmm. And a man leans out the window, not an old one, I would say 40, leans out the window and he goes for, are you lost girls? And we say, no, that's it. That's all we say. We're at the road. No. We're, we're clearly waiting for our Uber. We're not lost. We say, no, we're not hostile. Nothing, nothing yep. like that. The car starts to take off again, but it actually in fact can't because the traffic's built up. Mm-hmm. So he's now stuck there with the call that he's gone for. That's not gone over well. There's other men in the car. There's four men altogether. Oh, okay. Can you age these men in any way? Yeah, they're all like 40-ish. Okay, yeah. Okay. They're all like feelings. They're, they're all like made it their personality trait that they haven't settled down, but now they're angry that they haven't. And it's everyone else's fault. Boo. That's the vibe I'm getting. Boo. Okay, so they're in their car. They're all together. I don't know why they were at this particular thing. He has to sit and live with his failed attempt. <laughs> and the three guys in the back. And the three guys in the back. Yeah. So he... Ego bruised. He tries to go in with... A, he has another go. He leans further Give out of the up, car. Mate. Yeah. He leans further out of the car. He gestures to the friends behind to make sure they're paying attention. So we're all like, oh, this better be good. Jocular. Fun. Yeah. Here we yep. go. Everyone's paying attention now. Let's see what happens. And he goes for, look, boys, it's Jesus and his disciples. Who's Jesus? Is it is he Jesus? No. We are Jesus and the disciples. So which one of you is Jesus? The immediate first question. None of us have a beard. <laughs> We're all standing there. We're looking at each other. We're trying to make sense of this, right? Well, two of us are trying to make sense of this. The third one, who is just like a beautiful woman, but can be um, socially, socially anxious. Okay. She wants to protect us, defend our honor. So she just goes in with, she steps forward, squares up, and she just goes in with, you should not be allowed to talk to people. Interesting. And then backs right away. She's got height as well, so she like she could have that imposition. That's shut him right up. That doesn't sound rude, but just the assertion that you, sir, should not be allowed to talk to people, all people, any people, ever has actually worked really effectively as a comeback and he's shrunk back into his car. The Silly Goose University has called and you're in. You're in. You melted spoon. Fool. Fool. Absolute fool. So we're all standing there after this and she's defended our honour. It's worked. You should not be I'm allowed. surprised that's gone over well, actually. Actual, factually, just true. Just yeah, true. Wow. You shouldn't be allowed to talk to people. It's straight up facts. Sir, the facts are the facts. Don't talk to people. <laughs> that's, that was the comeback and it was odd but beautiful. Um... He's shrunk right on back. All we can think to explain the Jesus comment, the only thing we can think is that we're all wearing Birkenstocks. Oh, you're wearing a sandal. You've got a slip-on <laughs> shoe, so you're Jesus and disciples. Oh, I'm from Jerusalem. I'm wearing a slip-on shoe. I don't understand. What the actual hell? 
So I wanted to give some tips. Okay. If you're out there and you're trying to catcall a woman. <laughs> one, you need to understand that by virtue of doing that, you're making yourself look entitled and arrogant. The simple act of a catcall puts into the universe, I feel entitled to your attention. Correct. Okay. So then if you're going to do it, you have to go in with something that makes sure that that is a positive form of attention, that even if it's unwanted, which it probably is. Usually is. Isn't like rude and upsetting. So I've had this happen once. I've seen it done perfectly. Oh, say more. Okay. Oh, I've actually seen it done twice. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. In the span of my whole life. Mm. One a long time ago, one recently. One was in Bungendore. I was walking past a roundabout. A car with a trailer full of sheep on it, a ute, was going around the roundabout. It's already got your attention. It naturally had to slow right down. Yep. Because of the sheeples. They'll fall over. Yeah, they do. They fall over. They all get smooshed on one side. Yeah, and one did one really sad one at the edge. <laughs> yeah, so they he naturally has to slow right down. He's already got the window down. We kind of, we lock eyes. I'm not going to lie. I've had a look. He's had a look. Ooh, hello. He's clearly about to speak to me. I'm ready to get on the defense. <laughs> I'm ready for Your it. Your hackles are up. I'm ready to tell him he so should not be allowed to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes in with... That's a really pretty dress. Perfecto. Lovely. Do you know what's good about that? Commenting on the taste of the person or like some aspect of the person that is not their body as though you're evaluating or like, you know, the be all and end all of Mm. taste and fashion. Like just saying, I really like that dress. That's a really pretty dress. So welcome. So fine. Another ear flap for emphasis. Yeah, appreciation. <laughs> appreciation. Claps. Claps in flaps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Ooh, no. No claps in flaps. Abort. Abort. <laughs> Regrets. I rescind that phrase. No. It's your fault. Sit down, you. You're covered in cobwebs again. Put your clappy flaps away. Your clappy cobweb say when we took them down the road before and i was sitting outside the shops with them poppy went to go for a snuggle with her face as they do that's how they snuggle Mm. pocket's doing it right now and i said out loud forgetting that there are people as this boy went past man he was a man looked in his 20s as as a man was walking past i've paid no attention to the man i'm looking at the dogs i've just said out loud oh and i snoot in the snatch I'm so glad you've taken that <laughs> phrase on. <laughs> but I've, I've taken it on too well. I'm saying it out loud in public. Yeah. See, I, I saved it up for you when the like when I was unloading the dog and the gear when I arrived and I went to close the boot of the car and Poppy's like faces in it. I was like, ooh, ooh, you don't want to get your snoot snatched. No. No, like, no snoot in the snatch. No. So no. I've, and, but to a passerby... They have just seen a, a grown woman, a grown woman, have a greyhound stick their nose toward their belly and go, "Oh, nice, snoot in the snatch." Anyway, I think that's a faux pas. Yeah, I think it is. So, um, that was my story about being cackled. The second time I got cackled, that was appropriate. It's the final one I've got for you, very yeah. quickly. Is I'm walking Poppy, mm-hmm. and a bike goes past. And it slows down. The slowdown is when you're on the... If they slow down walking, they turn back toward you. They slow down with the car. You're like, okay, I'm ready. And he just goes in with, I wish my dogs were that well behaved. 
Oh, that's nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. beautiful. That's perfection. That is a perfect flirtation. Yeah, it is. I don't know if it was a flirtation. You're not sure it was? But surely it was. Um. Anyway, the the side notes come back. Yes. Okay, good. I'm I, keen. I now have two. Okay, great. So one is cat call adjacent. Yes. And the other is your Garmin uh, kilojoules adjacent. Okay. Okay. Hit me. So I know that recently you have started, um, I don't know what you would call it. Um, uh, I've dabbled in. <clears throat> well, not just dabbled, but like you, your rings, like your fitness rings. Yes. I don't know what that's called. I don't really know how to use them well. So, but like, it's so you can compare fitness rings. Yes. Right. So I, as you've said, I'm, I'm a Garmin gal. Yep. I've been, and open for sponsorship. I've been using the Garmin for years and years and years now. The thing I like about it is that you can get ones that look like an analog watch. Mm. And they are in fact a smartwatch. And so that was a nice way for me to transition and ease, in, ease into smartwatch life. You told me about your fitness rings. I think we mentioned this on the last podcast. And I was like, well, I don't know a thing about that. <laughs> Actually, that's your immediate reaction was like, I don't know what those are. I don't know. Think about that. I can't, couldn't possibly, couldn't possibly understand these things. It's not for me. I don't know. And then that was it. I'm a Garmin gal. Because I sent you a picture of my rings being closed. And I was, and I was like, like oh, I don't I know what that means. do all my rings. But I also set my ring goals like ridiculously high for okay. no reason at all. Just to see if you can. Yeah. So I... If it's too easy, then I'm like, mm, oh, well. No challenge. No fun. Yeah. That's ADHD brain. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so I then started using the rings purely the movement one, how mm-hmm. much you move yep. across a whole day because a friend wanted to compare rings as a sort of motivational factor. How many hours do you have to move for your rings to close? I think it's about the distance I move. Um, I don't know. No, well, because the movement where it's like standing up, sitting down. Oh, okay. We're comparing distances that we go in a day. Oh, okay, sure. That's that's our point of comparison. So that's my only ring is about moving distance. Right. So mine, I think mine are, um, it's like exercise um, and then it's like energy used or whatever. And then I think the last one is like steps or distance or something. Yeah, okay. Um, no, but I also have a movement one. Like I've got one that's like tells me to stand up all the time. Yeah, okay. And my so, Garmin does that. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, you need to stand. And so, but my goal is 12 hours. Lovely. That's huge. That's a, well, it's just because it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, so I figure, you know, why set it for eight hours when I'm absolutely going to be. When I can be, be credited I'm, for 12. Yeah. Like I'm absolutely going to be ticking the boxes. Mama didn't raise no fool. Yeah. I, Mama didn't raise no permanent sitter. <laughs> For two reasons. Sitting's the new smoking. Yeah. Well, three reasons, actually. One, I've got a sore back. <laughs> Number two, I'm a teacher. Number three, I've ADHD. Okay. So, there's a beautiful... You're a triple threat. I am a you're triple, triple threat. standing threat. I'm what I would call a triple threat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beautiful. So, you had a ring anecdote, did you? Uh, so, my ring anecdote is um, you were saying that you your watch told you it set some kind of like movement record. Yes. My watch in the last two weeks yes. has been giving me like, I, I don't know how, cause my, my like um, uh, kilojoule ring thing is like absurdly high for no reason. Yep. Just to see what happens. Yep. Cause it kind of, yeah. Anyway, I've been closing it every single day. But but I'm not doing not anything. Trying. I'm not doing anything differently. 
And I genuinely think it is just anxiety. It's just anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mine uh, will used to mistake teaching for exercise. Yeah, because your heart rate will be like 160 because you you're very around. stressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. if you're stressed and you're stationary, it says, hey, maybe take a breath. But if you're stressed and you're moving, it's like, good on you. Keep up the good work. So I – did you have anything – Oh, you had another adjacent. I I have a um, cat, a cat call adjacent. Yes, it's a it's a report from. Oh my god, what is he doing? He's trying to pull that over. Whatever. He's got he's got it in his mouth. What is that? A bone and a stick and a leaf. Crisis averted. I'm glad he's happy to use her bed now. Because <laughs> he wants dinner. Yeah, she wants dinner too. She's just sulking about it. Eventually, she'll go and sit by the kitchen and point her snoot and her legs at the kitchen. I love when she does that, like Superman pose. Yeah. Um, It's a hint. I don't... (laughs) It's not subtle. You've forgotten something. I need that kind of directionality (laughs) in my life, honestly. Anyway. I walk around my house going... um, What did I need? (laughs) Yeah, no. I walk from room to room going... Keys wallet phone, keys wallet phone, keys wallet phone, keys wallet phone, keys wallet phone. Or, you know, um, uh, I might say um, uh, washing dry bin, washing dry bin, yeah. washing dry yeah. bin. <laughs> so that I remember the time. And when I get to work and I have to set up for the day, um, I walk in and it's like um, keys, blinds, lamp, lights, keys, blinds, lamps, lights. <laughs> because like otherwise I just forget to do jobs and then... You could turn it into a song. Keys and blinds and lamps and lights and lamps and lights. Oh, I do. Okay. Um, um, yeah. So to remember You're like, that, this is no genius level yeah, idea. Um, to look after our stick insects, um, I wrote a song with the preschoolers. I got the guitar out and I wrote a song. You're the coolest. Yeah, duh. Duh. And Beck was like... How did you do that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Just do it. Just do it. I'm really good at making up words to tunes. You really are. And I know like five chords on a guitar. So boom. Together, unstoppable. We could literally write every song in history. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I have a cat call adjacent story that I actually don't know if we can share on the podcast, but I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it and ask. And I'm going to ask you. Um, It's come from a fan. Okay. Who... I'm the, trying to peek and look at your notebook to work out where we're going. But you'll, anyway, never, go you'll never be able to read okay. what I've all written. Right, right, right. Uh, it's from Bron's daughter. Oh. Who currently is, uh, she's starting to be a nurse. She's very close yep. to finishing. Mm-hmm. And she is at the minute on placement. Which daughter? The top one. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's top dog. Top dog. I don't know. Her hair's really short at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's her. looking Love like it. a queen. Yeah. You've met, yeah, you've yeah. met in real life. Yep, yep, yep. She you've... wanted to fangirl, but she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, her. I'm also a fangirl of her. Yeah, I'm a big fan of her. Big fangirl. And I saw her at a party recently. Her own mum's a big fangirl. Oh, yeah. But Bron's a fangirl of everybody. Well, not true, actually. I don't want to know. But if she's fangirls you, you're it's important. It's hard, yeah. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so I have seen her at a party recently and mm. she, I said, Ruby, I mean, sorry. <laughs> and I've said, girl, <laughs> what do you yeah. want me to report on? Yeah. Give us uh, something to report on. Because she tells me, oh, I've been listening to the podcast. And yeah. I was give like, us Great. some material. Some I said, content. have you got anything to share? And she goes, actually, I do. Please. And I was like, okay, Take. let me have it. And she proceeds to tell me she's been doing a bed bath today. At, at the hospital, oh. not for herself. I was like, she's feet off the flooring? No. 
Okay. No, okay. She, she's not doing that. Okay. She's providing. No, I know what we're doing. She's giving a bed bath she's to bed bathing else. someone else. In his seventies. Yep. One leg. Yep. I have a one leg anecdote in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and he has requested a female nurse. Um, Red flag. And there's some notes on his file. Uh oh. About maybe some sexual. Conduct. Uh, behaviors inappropriate conduct tricky he very kindly offers her oh god the opportunity oh no um to him off no no that she politely declines thank you no and continues with the the bathing like the professional she is and I just want to know what the world is doing about that. Does he have the right because he has one leg? I don't think so. Absolutely not. Sorry, no. I think he shouldn't be requesting female nurses. Yeah, I think you're just giving him a, a lad. So I did read, I was reading something about dementia care. Yeah. And I did read that one of the reasons... Um, sort of like inappropriate sexual conduct is common mm. in dementia is because over your whole life, the reasons that you have someone in your bed when you wake up or in the bathroom with you are often romantic or sexual. Uh, so yeah. you have a script in your head that is really hardwired in there that if there's someone in the bed with you, there's someone touching you, there's someone in your it's personal okay space, mm. that it's someone you have a relationship with and you're there to do something intimate. Yeah. And so that's inbuilt. And then if you've lost, you know, understanding of where you are in time or who people are or things like that, you follow through those scripts. Interesting. And it will lead to, confusion leads to following through that script and then inappropriate sexual conduct or touch or comments and things wow. like that. Okay. Because they're following a script they would have followed. All right. I'm willing to accept that. Um, but I don't know if he was a dementia patient. He could I, be CD. I, from, from the report that I've been given... That was not part of it. Obvious. I he don't was think. seedy. He was just being seedy. My one leg anecdote is just that a man at a cafe the other day sat down. I didn't pay him any attention until he took his literal leg off and put it on the table next to his coffee. I've seen someone do and that. It had big Mad Eye Moody energy and I loved it. Ah, uh, do you know who I imagined immediately was Mad Eye Moody? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, and it had exactly that sort of energy about it, like oh, yeah. Um, so that's my only anecdote. I, so this is a transition from catcalling to dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as you know, it's also a little bit about making friends as an adult. So I've successfully made friends as an adult recently. Yes. You which have. is hard to do. Cause if mm-hmm. you think about where do your friend groups mostly, you're very good at making friends, but where do your friend groups mostly come from? Mine come from primary school, my two high schools, university, a, a few, Mm-hmm. And then workplaces. Yep. That's where they come from. What about you? Um, all of those places as well. Yeah. Um, housemates, maybe. Housemates. Oh, I don't know. I just meet random people sometimes. Um, I, 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 this is a hard question for me because I find it very easy to make friends. You make a friend easily. Yeah. You, are, you see someone and you're like, I'm making them my friend. And I, I announce it. I have a video of Jane Fonda that reminds me a lot of you. (laughs) It's it's Jane Fonda with, um, what's the other woman's name from Grace and Frankie? 
Oh, um, Lily. Yeah, Tom- Lily Thompson. Tomlinson. Tomlinson. And then another woman. And Jane Fonda is there and she's saying very confidently there's something really special about women's friendships that doesn't get represented and it's hard to put into words, but they are real friendships between women are so strong that you sort of, you envision those people in your life forever. Like mm. it's lifelong commitment, more so than even marriage or things like that, is that these women oh, yeah. are cognitively part of your world. Indefinitely, yeah. Indefinitely. And Lily Tomlinson and the other woman are sitting there like making side eye <laughs> at each other. And the producer's clearly been like, what is happening here? And Lily Tomlinson and the other woman go, so we're both very quiet people. And, and Jane decided she wanted to be friends with us. And that was the end of it. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> Decades later, she gave us no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Once I've decided to make you a friend, yeah, that, like, a friend. that's it. That's it. That's it's, happening. It's really hard for you to get out of it. It's not. You're not getting out of it. Um, the only way out is if I've decided to cancel you. Yeah, which is different. And that's a very, very rare occurrence. But there's some big Jane Fonda energy about you when we're out and you're like, <laughs> I'm making friends with that person. So I, I actually have made a friend out not that long ago. Her name is Jade. And we, t- we talk on Snapchat. I love that. Um, about dogs. Perfect. What a perfect friendship. She's great. We met in the club. That one I was... Sh- I love that. Actually, no, I wasn't chaperoning. I was at... It must have been like the end of term. No, it was a Christmas party, Christmas the staff party. party. Yeah. So, anyway, I've made some friends as mm-hmm. an adult. Yes. Hard to do. Outside of all those contexts, sort of. And I've made them... And this is my simple advice... I've made them through a sort of sustained investment of about $50 a week for five years in coffee. (laughs) So I've basically, I've courted my baristas. That's a slow burn for you. I'm much faster. It's a slow burn. I've courted my baristas. Uh, They've thrown in a conversation occasionally, like maybe we should go to trivia together or whatever. It's come to fruition that last weekend, Mm -hmm. They've invited me for drinks on a Saturday. It's come. Now, the rule is the first time someone invites you, you have to say yes. Yeah. No matter what. Because if you say no, you might not ever get invited again. That's true. And I really like them. And I thought they'd be a good time. I wanted to go. So, unusual for me. I'm like, yes, spontaneously, yes, absolutely. I'll be there. Tell me which pub. I turn up. It's a lovely time. We have a lovely night. They've invited another mutual friend. I can tell, I would say 10 minutes into this interaction that he's going to ask me out. I can just tell. Yep. I can tell. I need longer to work out what I'm thinking. Anyway, over the course of the night, um, he's like leaning in closer to me. You need like 12 to 16 business weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a slow burn. Yeah. It's like we've just established how long it took me to court these baristas. Yep. Okay. Yep. They're all beautiful. They're lovely humans. Um. Anyway, he's made a decision. I always want to give people the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Because I need more data. I need to gather more data before I can make a decision about if I'm into them or not. You you do. Yeah. I need longer to gather that data. But I don't want to write them off before I have it. So he asked for my number and I give it to him totally. And I'm like, I know where this is going to go. He's going to ask me out. And he says, I'd like to take you for coffee or dinner or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, that'd be lovely. But just so you know, like I'm a real slow and steady gal. I'm I'm sort of not really actively dating. I don't really know what I'm doing with my life at this moment. Like I'm happy where I am, but I yep. don't know what the next steps are for me. Yeah. So 
if you still want to do it, let's do it. We can get to know each other. But it has to be a no pressure thing. It's going to be a slow burn only. It has to be just a getting to know each other, no pressure thing. Mm -hmm. I'm really clear about that. Like I say that verbally to him when he asks me out. I've heard you do this. Yes. Sometimes (laughs) I just go straight in with like men talk to me in bars. And the first thing I say is I'm not going home with you. Because I think they should know up front. Oh, there's no one more direct than you in a bar. <laughs> and if they choose to continue the conversation, that's lovely and I'm thrilled about it. But I don't want to be wasting their time. I, I'm going to say it right now and I've said it before and I will say it again. You are the queen of managing expectations. Okay. This is where they make a mistake though. <laughs> I've been very clear They've accepted the terms and conditions and then they think they can loophole out of it. They think they can charm their way. They think they can be special enough to get around it. They think that they, they think that you've set them a special little challenge. Like the, yeah. the trick, like to get to like see you again is to figure out what the trick is. Like there there's is a no, side quest. There's no trick. There's no trick. I'm just said like I'm waking up in my own bed tomorrow morning Without alone you. and yeah. I've made that decision already. Yeah. And you, you should know that right now because if what you want is to not wake up alone tomorrow, you should be pursuing someone else. And they, I I think that they really think that that is like some kind of weird challenge. Cute little challenge. Like I'm playing hard to get. Yeah, you're not. You're I am managing hard to it. get, but it's not a game. <laughs> 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 anyway, he seemed really nice. Your mama um, and dad raised you right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so he, he seemed really nice. I give him my number. I give that explanation. There's then some sort of activity at the bar that I won't go into. Okay. <laughs> Some kind of betting race on devices. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, I'll have to, I'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's, there's a race. People are putting tips on this little like race thing. How, how do you race them? It's actually the second race I've been to that day. Cause earlier in the day I went to, <laughs> not of the same variety. Earlier in the day I went to a pig race in Bungendore. I'm so <laughs> sad I missed that. I can't believe you knew about that and didn't tell me. I didn't. I happened upon it. I've since friended Bungendore Preschool on Facebook, so I don't miss So any you don't miss next year's pig, pig race. race. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful thing. Um, so it's the second race of the day for me. He, oh, sorry, our friends have gone over to spectate the race. He's come in behind me and he, you're going to have to cut another bit of this out. He's gone for, a, I'm just going to do this, nothing more, nothing less. And he just sort of like, just does a little hug from behind. Around your waist? Yeah. And I'm like, that's nice. That's fine. Whatever. Until. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. So I'm like, whatever. I'm going to put that down to alcohol and like, you know. Being a tad urgent. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it happens. He, I was sober. He was drunk. It was fine. Um, and then I wouldn't normally talk about a date if it actually happened immediately on a podcast because that would seem mean. We're anything but mean. It would seem mean to go on a date with someone and then report on it. No. But this date never happened and I want to <laughs> report on why. <laughs> I'm going to jump in right now and say, I've not heard about this and I'm actually a bit upset. He's a bit. So I, what has happened is I've had to withhold. because My until, arms are folded right up now. Up until Friday night, I was going on this date on Saturday. Yeah. We had agreed Saturday is the day. I'd actually been a victim of crime and I'd said to him earlier in the week, <laughs> look, this has happened. <laughs> I'm, I might not have a vehicle. I might be a bit frazzled. Like might be in a bit of a state, just FYI. Might not be. Good company, honestly. He's, he's really kindly been like, no worries. Let's see what happens. Like, I'm happy to come over to your way or to chaperone or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. That was nice. So up until Friday night, I'm going on this date. Mm-hmm. Because I can't debrief it with you, I've had to lean on another friend. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So I've had to I've had to have a um what do you call it when there's like someone who's ready to, I've had to have an understudy gay, basically. A fill in. He's my understudy, he's waiting in the wings. He's relief staff. I really like him. I'm sure he's lovely. I really he like him. He sounds great. Actually, I would like to hang out with all of I us. I think together. we all have to hang out. Yeah, I'm very I'm very keen for a hangout. My heart really wants you two to meet. I'm still incensed about it. But and I'll say that to his face. I've had to lean on him. He's gone so far as to suggest if things escalate, we might have to do a phone call about it. The look on your face. He is encroaching BSF territory. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, I've sort of debriefed Has with him about it. Has he known you for 26 years? I don't think so. I'm debriefing, debriefing with him about it as we go. <laughs> Nobody seems to have a good sense of me. Yeah, that's good. And he's endorsed all of my decisions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like backtrack a little bit and say, actually, I'm very keen to for us all to hang out. And just oh, of course, friends. but it's a, fu- <laughs> it's a fun little play that I'm like, I'm cheating on you with a. Yeah, I another. feel like you're cheating on yeah, me. Yeah. I'm cheating on you. Which comes back to another thing that I think that he said to you. <laughs> you I'm not allowed to exclusively gay, d- date gay boys. But like, you just continue to do so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so when this first happened in the bar, he was mm. there, and I was updating him. As it happened. Yeah. As this guy went out to have a smoke. Mm. Mm, social. Like, you never know if someone's a social smoker, right? Like, maybe they just smoke when they drink. You don't know. You never know. So, this guy's going out to have a smoke. As this guy goes out every time, I'm, like, updating my friend Jay. Yep. Okay. I'm updating him. Um, and I'm, like, oh. at a certain point, I'm, like, do I have to go on a date? Can I just hang out with you instead? And he takes my hand and he's, like, no. Ah! <laughs> 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 no, you actually can't just date gay men. But you do. But go on the date, go for coffee, and then we will have like we will have a pink wine afterwards with the greyhounds in the backyard. Because he's a friend of theirs, right? This other guy. Yeah. Okay. He's like he knows the guy, and he's sort of in the same circle. Okay, all right. He doesn't really know him. He's a mutual friend of another man who's been there. They don't really know him that well either. Okay, all right. They sort of know him. They've had him around a few times for beers. He seems like a decent guy. We're communicating differently though. And I've been watching a lot of, I've been on a bit of a bent recently where I'm watching this show called Couples Therapy. Oh yeah. You've sent me some pictures and some videos. Yeah. And I'm reading books about people in therapy. So I'm really interested in Mm. media that makes me the fly on the wall to therapy. I've got some insights about that in a minute. I have something I want you to look up and it's, um, what is her name? Esther Perel. Okay. Anyway, so I've said, can I just hang out with you? He's like, no, go on your date. Then we'll debrief afterwards. You cannot just date gay men. <laughs> He's, I feel like that's something. That's a personal attack on you. That's oh. something that really cut to my core. I was like, <laughs> I've been living my life this way and I'm really happy about it. <laughs> Honestly, not making any complaints. <laughs> no. Anyway, so here's what happened. That I had to fill Jason in as it was happening and not you. I, we've, we've agreed Saturday for a coffee. Mm-hmm. I've been really clear about my kind of boundaries. You've managed expectations beautifully. Beautifully. So I suggest to him, I say, what time suits you tomorrow? And I suggest a cafe. Because I think that's a nice back and forth. If someone suggests the time or the event, you can like counter with another suggestion. 
So you're not putting it all on one person. Definitely. He writes back, anytime suits me, we can meet at a cafe if you want, but I have nothing on for the whole weekend and I'm keen to actually just kick on and hang out with you for the long weekend. Your face. That sounds <laughs> me like, like dropping my face down the microphone. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So Mate, so no. Like, I, my brain, I Im- implodes. implodes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, maybe my communication style hasn't got through. So I double down on directness. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to get even more direct. I think that's such a reasonable course of action. But I'm also going to try and work out what his expectations are. Okay. Because to me, that sounds like Sexpo Weekend. And you're anything. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I don't know you, sir. I don't. Goodbye. I don't know if you're a social smoker or an actual smoker. Or a socialite or a sociopath. I don't know yet. So I just write back and he asked if I had much on for the weekend. I don't think I actually have to justify being busy or whatever. Like I'm not going to make excuses. It doesn't matter. You actually have plenty on, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, we're here right now. I have plenty on, but that's sort of beside the point. So I go back with, look... One meal is really my comfort zone for a first date. And I'm calling this a first date because the previous one was a group setting in a pub. Yeah, it doesn't count. And I didn't learn much about him in the group setting. You also didn't agree to meet with him individually. He just was there. Yeah, he just was there. Yeah. So I'm calling this a first date. I say one meal is my comfort zone for a first date. Mm -hmm. How about lunch? Because he's not proposed a time. How about lunch? Lunch is good. Um, You've got a dog and a cat at home. At this cafe. And then I follow in with, but I, I truly am like a kind of traditional data, take my time data, slow and steady. And if that's not what you're after, or that's not your vibe, this is verbatim what I said. If that's not what you're after, or that's not your vibe, like, please feel free to just say so. Um, Cause that'd be best for both of us. Very wise. Cause I'm, I'm intuiting that that's not his vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't just say so. Ah, mate. I've given him the out. He's not taken the out. Because they think it's a trick. He's taken so long to reply that I've had to confer with Jason. (laughs) I'm close to blocking (laughs) based on the non-reply itself. (laughs) He comes back with, fine, full stop. (laughs) Lunch then. Something like, fine, lunch then. Keen, full stop. Won't wait forever, full stop. Get out. It sounds mad, right? It, yeah, it's crazy. He's angry that I have a reasonable boundary and I've communicated it. I, I I'm not going to... I've got another story. Is that an unfair interpretation, do you think? Your interpretation yeah. of his? No, absolutely not. The thing that seemed to tick him off was that the boundary that I'd said I'd had all along mm. remained the boundary. Yeah, and he was shook that he couldn't That he couldn't break change it. it. Yeah. That yeah. he just had to play by the limits that I'd set, which seemed reasonable to me. Uh, they're very reasonable. Very reasonable. We're not having enough conflict for some of our listeners about this. Okay. But, so, so anyway. But I've you're just, right. I, I agree with you. I've d- so I've debriefed with Jason about this. How's it <laughs> going? <laughs> what are you going to reply? And I've just said, look, it sounds to me like we're different people who move it, looking for different things yeah, and move at different speeds. 
let's just leave things where they are. Ta-ta. Block. TTFN. Block. Am I too quick on the block? No, I love the block. Because Jason said to me, he was like, so you just, you canceled the date and then you were like, I don't want to deal with the consequences of this. So you blocked him. <laughs> That's why block <laughs> exists. Like, yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I've done. I want you to think back to a few years ago okay. when I used the block function probably like sooner than maybe I could have. Who um, did you block? Oh God. I, I'm gonna, you're going to have to give me some more Do you jogging. remember? I'm going to just write a name down. Are we pre-COVID? Yeah, pre-COVID. This is like 2018 or 19. Okay. 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 I've, I've located us in history. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And You've been premature on the blocking. I actually at the time didn't think so, but now I'm wondering if I was. Mm, interesting. What had happened was... <laughs> Go on. Please. We'd arrived at that point yes. of a conversation about where things might need to go. Yeah. A hard uh, conversation for many. Which is, yeah. And the conversation went very differently to... Yeah. My, like my... The part of the conversation that I was contributing was in complete opposition to the part of the yeah. conversation the other person was in, yeah. in like... Yeah. Delivering. What they were coming in with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was okay. They were not picking up what you're putting down. No, they weren't. No. Uh, uh, to be fair, I think um, it comes back to that curse of ours where people just feel very comfortable yeah. with us and they mistake that for interest. Just for love. Yeah. <laughs> they mistake it for love. They do. They're like, oh my God, no one has understood I've me I've never like felt this. so comfortable before. And, and I'm, I'm like, like, I'm making a concerted effort to make you feel that way. All I'm doing is making lots of adjustments yeah. and, un- and really understanding your psychological profile. So... One of my colleagues said to me, maybe this is a challenge for both of us. He said, what would happen if we just didn't do that? I think we'd be very unlikable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but would it save us drama? I don't know because mm. this is something that I, and I feel like it's a skill I learned over a great number of years mm. um, because my natural state is quite polarizing and quite inaccessible to lots of people. Yeah. Um, because the way that my mind works and the way I see the world is very confronting for people. Yeah. What we're doing, I think both of us is working the other person out Yeah. to work out how to moderate ourselves in a way that doesn't make them uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is actually quite like psychologically taxing. <laughs> yeah, it's tiring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, we're yeah. just very good at it. But we're so seamless at it that they're like, this is amazing. I'm in love. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, we're not. I just am making, yeah. I'm making you think that uh, uh, by accident. Not on purpose. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's not on purpose. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to be manipulative. I'm actually just trying to not have you think that I'm completely insane. I want to be nice to you and kind to you. I'm just trying to, to be you. nice and yeah. kind and not isolate you or. Yeah. Like be, a, I think because, some, and I know that you do this too, mm. sometimes um, the way that we understand the world and the way that we communicate about the world mm. is very inaccessible to people. Yes. Which is fine because uh, I find that, I find that your inner world is very accessible to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think that. But we have known each other forever. That's, and that's the other thing. Is, like I've been through the interesting process of trying to make my inner world accessible to my mom over a number of years. Oh yeah. That was a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, it's different. It's hard. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, but anyway, so back to the blocking is, yeah. so after we'd had that conversation, I was very happy to maintain a friendship Yeah, because I actually found this person really interesting. Yeah, 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 I which found is this, good. I found this person very interesting yeah. and I really like this person's friends. Yeah, and you're like, I genuinely do value you, just not. I was like, we're just not like. It's not it. That we're not. Yeah. We're not compatible that way. Yeah. Which is okay. Yep. And I feel like this person, despite the um, apparent surprise, actually took it reasonably well. Okay. Which was okay. okay. Um, and you've ju- you've what you've jumped on the block. Well, not quite. What happened was I don't know if you remember this. This was so long ago. Um, I actually it was one time because sometimes I lose things that matter to me. Yes. Like my phone, yeah, my yeah, keys. Yeah, yeah. I do my, that too. My wallet for several days. Yep. My wallet was gone for a few weeks once. I don't know if you remember they that. They turn back up. They always, they always come back. Yeah, I do the same thing. Anyway. Ask this, me where my wallet is right now. Could not tell you. I only know mine's in that tote mine's bag. Mine's in a tote bag. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's in one of many tote bags. Because <laughs> yeah. I've got a few bags on like, yeah, same. you know, they cycle Rotation. through. Yeah. Anyway, what happened was I had made plans to see this person platonically. Yes. Yes. I, I thought it was so reasonable. I thought it's nice. Um, but that's, I guess it's hard if you're heartbroken. But this person was victim, like victim adjacent to me. So what happens sometimes between us is oh, you and you and I often have crazy experiences in our lives that people, people think don't that, believe. People think that we're inflating it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And no. it actually is just the straight we're up We're underselling it. We often are. Yeah. Often are. And so I'd had like, one. I'm sorry. Yes, there was a, my mum found a like desiccated guinea pig in our freezer one time. Sorry, it happened. Yeah. Didn't you think it would dry it faster or something? <laughs> See, side note. The fact that I know that, like, yeah. I, I know that that story is true. Yeah, it's true. Um, There's too, ma- there's too there's many, too weird, many, too we many have, weird things. We've got weird stories. The number of times I've nearly died in an Uber. Too many. Oh, too many. Too many. Too many for comfort and too many to count. Too many for people to believe. Exactly right. And Statistically th- unlikely. This happens all the time is I can tell that people think that You're I- You're just telling stories. I'm telling stories yeah. and making things up. The facts are that actually I think that we just pay closer attention to what's happening around yes. us. And remember- Record it, it. Record it for a story later. Yeah. And anyway, so I'd had one of those weeks where I like had- it was one of those insane weeks where just like the universe is against me and everything is collapsing and my whole internal yep. world is cascading. Yeah. And in the middle of all this, I've lost my wallet somewhere. I don't know where it's no, somewhere. I don't know. It's somewhere. It's honestly, I've not looked at it in like several days and I've only actually just discovered it. I don't but have it. You don't have it. Yeah. Um, and I say to this person, it's school holidays, but my world is still cascading. I remember this now. And I say to this person... You can't meet. I'm I'm really sorry. I actually can't meet you for two reasons. One... Yep. I remember all of this now. I actually can't find my wallet and I don't have a license. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two... I don't have any access to any of my finances because I, I don't cannot... Have my wallet. I can't find my wallet. Yeah. Um, so I said, look... I'm so you, sorry. I'm really sorry. And... Me fully expecting this person to just say, oh, no worries. Like, let's reschedule. Yes. yes. Like, as a reasonable Because they'd person. taken the previous thing all right. Yeah. What proceeded to happen yes. was this person has inferred my story. Yeah. As... They thought you're telling porkies. They thought I'm telling porkies. And you're making excuses. And I'm making excuses or I want them to shout lunch. 
And I was like, what the actual hell? Why would no, I do like, that? I was like, this is a lot of effort to, like a lot Why? of hoops to jump through. How crazy do you think to, I am? Like not that crazy. Like on a scale of one to ten. That is absurd. Mm. So that was the assumption. And I was so infuriated that by it. Just, I just blocked the block. them. I <laughs> I respect the block. Yeah, me too. I respect, because like, so with mine, yeah. the tone of that, the, the amount he was disgruntled by me standing by a, a expectation that I'd made clear. Yeah. And the amount that he appeared to me to be escalated by that. I just assumed the escalation after I call it all off would be higher. And I'm not having it in my life. Mm, no. I don't need it in my night. I don't need to get upset by it. If I think there's a high chance I'm getting upset by it, it's going. In the future, that's going to be drama. I'm nah. not, I don't need it. Don't want it. Anyway, so I called the date off and I made a plan for myself. I thought... In- Instead of going on the date, I will take myself on a date. Okay. Which is already something I do. I know. I'm a big fan of it. I've started doing it. I take myself, um, I've taken myself to dinner and a show, dinner in the movies, mm-hmm. taken myself for brunch dates. Yep. I don't really think of them as dates, to be honest. My boss said that he thought it was really sad. Well, why? He was like, you go to a restaurant and you sit there by yourself. And I was like, yeah. I like it. A lot. Is that weird? No, nah, I'm into it. And then I go to my show and I have a nice time. And sure, you're like, okay, this I could have shared this with someone maybe, but also I still had a nicer time than I would have sitting at home. The first time I did it, because I took a leaf out of your book and did it, yeah. I felt strange. Do you feel Every conspicuous? Is that what you felt? The or? first time I did yeah. it, I felt like, oh, people are paying attention because I'm mm. here on my own. No. I don't notice it. Every subsequent time, I just really thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoy it. It's it's lovely. So I was like, well, I will just take myself on a date. I set myself a budget. Yep. I said, I'm going to take myself for my brunch mm-hmm. and I'll go shopping. I have my budget. I'm going to buy a treat. Now, you know that I firmly believe the She's, Gays and They's should be getting a $15 allowance from the government for a daily treat. I believe in that. Simply for the BS we put up with. Honestly, True. Anyway. Like, if I'm not getting a direct voucher to Lush, yeah. I don't know what the bar government's doing for so me. So, obviously, I I was excited someone liked me and I was sad that it didn't work out. Um, oh, even no. if it Cut was that off at the, the past. No. Um, like, I was looking forward to doing it. So, I was like, I'm still going to have a nice time. I'll go to Lush. I'll get flirted with <laughs> yeah. by some, like, lovely non-binary folk. Love. Love um, maybe I'll hit. Maybe I'll, like, go in hard and go to Dangerfield next. Ooh, get flirted with again. Definitely. And I've gone to the city. I've gone about my day. I've started my morning of my date with myself. I've Mm. had my coffee with myself. I'm doing my shopping. And because I've sentenced you to feed off the floor this day. We've agreed. I'm feed off the floor from 1 p.m. Yeah. As I'm doing this, beautiful Jason, beautiful Jason has said, hey, are you free for coffee? And I've said, absolutely. Absolutely, I am. I've obviously stalked him on Instagram. He he looks like he's very kind. He's so <laughs> lovely. And so we had coffee and we did, my date became, I actually just ended up, despite what he said, ended up going on a date with another gay. Fabulous. And it was a beautiful time. And we were like, maybe we'll get a second coffee after we'd had a walk around. We'd Ooh. already had a coffee together. Maybe we'll mm. go a second coffee. And I saw someone drinking an Aperol Spritz and I thought, do you know what? It's 11.30 in the morning. Why not a drink? I'm into that. And so we had some frozen margs. A lovely time. You- <laughs> so not only did I cheat on you in the lead up, but I've then 
summoned. Not really. He summoned. I then actually summoned him for a frozen margarita in place of the straight man date. Honestly. I've had a beautiful time. It's the only thing to be done, but look, I know I'll recover, it's, I suppose. You'll recover. It's the, you're obviously my number one. <laughs> I recommend it though. If you have a date go awry or plans that are cancelled last minute, I recommend just calling in your barista to yeah, push you up. You just find anyone from the sort of LGBTQIA+, etc. Yeah. And they'll help you out. And have a nice time. You're going to have a nice time. You're going to have a nice and time And my request for no pressure. No ulterior motives, met. Absolutely. Absolutely met. Yep. Yep, for sure. And so 100% met. I love this. Anyway, we should sign off. We should sign off. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.